0: Welcome to the Miles Not Included Podcast. I'm Joe.
1: And I'm Brian. Run with us as we talk training, racing, and everything in between.
0: Welcome to episode 12. Today we talked to a guest who just completed the LA Marathon. For, yous, for those of you who don't know, LA Marathon had record-setting heat, so we wanted to get a first-hand perspective of what the race was like. But first, we have a very special Miles in Review. So I think what makes this special is this was a day I've been dreading. I uh, After last week, uh, you got a little bit of a preview of what may be coming. But before we get my uh, Miles in Review, let's talk to Brian. Brian, what's going on over there?
1: I had a great week, honestly. Uh, my, my wife happened to be out of town most of this week. So I was stuck running out of the house because of the dog, just trying to stay home, let her out before I get to work since I'm gone for so long. Uh, Got out there every day during the week, just ran literally out the door. I closed the garage door, had a jump over the little sensor, and didn't slow down until the end of the run. I really kicked up the pace this week. I know I've been preaching that I haven't had much quality. This cycle, um, but that's, I don't want to say it's an outright lie. Uh, I mentioned in our plowing through winter running episode, my little speed play that I do to make the time go faster on the treadmill. And that really doesn't end up getting me some pretty quick speed at the end of my uh, training runs. And this week really sort of brought that out. And I was running much faster than the pace I planned on training. Then this weekend rolled around, and the plan was to run 16 at a relatively easy pace and then do four more at closer to a marathon pace, or as you put it, go miles. And got caught up talking with another runner, and next thing I know, we were going probably 15, 20 seconds faster than we had planned for our easy segment. Then when it came time for the go miles... I hit exactly what I wanted the marathon pace to be this time around my a marathon pace for the first of those four miles. And then I managed to cut off another 10 seconds for the second of those miles. And then another 10 seconds on the third one and kept that steady for the fourth. So I ended up being about 20 seconds faster than I wanted to be, which obviously is a good problem to have because that tells me that I probably am good to race at, A pace that will get me my a-goal, but obviously still about three weeks out from St. Louis. It's a lot can happen, but it puts me in a great frame of mind going into, uh, you know, about a week out from really starting my taper.
0: All right. Where you want to be at with, I mean, sitting 21 days out, right. As of today. Yep. That's perfect. So what's your next week looking like?
1: So mileage, I'll probably pull back a little bit, just again, starting not really starting the taper, but getting ready for it. I'm planning another 18 miler next weekend, 16 to 18 miles, and that's when I'll really start to pull it back. After that point, and, and probably bring it down. Right now, I'm running mid 50s per week, and I'll probably bring it down to about 40 for the following week, and then down to about 25 the week of the race, maybe even down to 20. Uh, you know, some enough to keep my everything moving the way it currently does everything loose, but really, you know, scale it back, let the legs heal up and be fresh for race day.
0: Yeah. Perfect. And especially good timing with this last week, it got a little bit cold again, but as the weather, uh, starts to improve, it'll be a, a nice little place to be cutting down on the miles a little bit and some real nice weather.
1: Yeah. And I hope this weather holds out when we get to St. Louis. Cause, uh, it's beautiful out there right now. It's great coming out of those winter doldrums running in tights and to actually be able to get out there in shorts and, you know, really open it up a bit, run a little bit lighter. But, um, speaking of St. Louis, Joe, how was your training for St. Louis this week? Well,
0: yeah. So my, uh, my, my hip stuff really flared up uh, as I shared last week and, I got through my long run on last Sunday, was so-so, took off Monday, got a massage, felt okay, Um, took it easy Tuesday, just did a few miles, still felt fine, had a nice hour-long run, hour run (laughs) on Wednesday. Um, Didn't feel too bad during the run, but the next day got up, uh, just did a couple miles, and boom, it just it just really tightened up and, um, it's really, it, it just, there's no getting out of it now. So I took a few days off and I'm getting a little bit of relief, but, um, I can't walk without limping. Um, and it's really the para, mostly the piriformis. So kind of that through the glute there, it's just tight, <laughs> uh, tried to do a little bit of foam roller, some other stuff, and it's just not letting go. And, I've shared. I've had this on and off for years. I've spent a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of doctor's visits, and it's time seems to be the one thing that helps this. Surprise, surprise! Don't run, and it gets better. So I'm going to be smart here and just shut it down. And um, I mean, it hurts, right? I've done a lot of training, and I thought I was being conservative, but in hindsight, now I look back and I probably made some very basic mistakes that contributed to this i mean there's always luck but um you know it just wasn't really I probably wasn't as smart as i should have been i mean some of those runs where i described jumping out of the car and you know some some go miles there off the bat to uh catch up with the running group that kind of stuff switching over from the treadmill to the roads i think was probably a really big contributor um i have kind of a uh, strange stride anyway. And I think when I go from the treadmill to the, uh, to the pavement, it, it, the stresses really switch. And, um, I should have known that, but I didn't, right. So I flew too close to the sun here and, uh, I'm paying the price now, but oh, well, there'll be another marathon someday.
1: As long as you learn from it. And sometimes it just takes figuring out what it is that triggers it. So then, in the future, you know how to compensate for it and notice some of the symptoms of it, and you can take the time off up front.
0: Yeah, that's that's what's frustrating because I I felt like I kind of had identified okay, here's where you know here's our here's the warning signs, and I really didn't feel this one coming. Uh, Probably should have built in some more rest days just to be conservative, but. Yeah, I probably got a little bit um, too comfortable with where I was at. Uh, I had started really pushing the miles and the quality and all those factors, but I had been going so slowly in terms of build up f- from the beginning of the year that I didn't think I was getting into any trouble. But I, my body, my body's got other ideas. So yeah, I'll shut it down for however long it takes until I can. Comp- completely be pain free, symptom free, and then slowly start to build up. I know my fitness is decent. I mean my long run last weekend showed that I was able to close it down with some go miles there and felt fine. So I just got to get um make sure all the mechanics work and start working on it start rebuilding that fitness, the little bit of fitness I lost and figure out yeah, how to really get to the root root cause of it because whatever I've been doing hasn't been working so stellar. I typically I'll get through a race and then end up, you know, a DNS, that so did not start or having to bail on a race or two. And I want to get out of that mode and back into where I was a few years ago where I'm able to race, you know, year round and, and have fun, but oh, well, what are you going to do? Right.
1: So based on your previous experience with this injury, yeah, how long do you think it'll be before you get a chance to get back out there?
0: conservatively, it's, it's probably going to be four or five weeks. Um, optimistically, you know, two, three, (laughs) but yeah, I've, I've just had this before where the pain goes away. I get out there, I'll run a mile, feel okay. And then by a mile and a half, boom, it's back on you. So, um, so yeah, the goal is to get pain-free, do some of the strengthening, um, exercises, try to build up some of those some of those muscles that obviously aren't as strong as they need to be and and get back again. So I have to give some cross training serious thought. <laughs> yeah, the worst sentence I could be condemned to, cross training. And what well, hurts is that is the nice weather just rolls around, you know, it's just rolling around. That's the thing that really kills me. Did all that winter running, all that brutal single digit temperature stuff, and now now I'm sitting there watching everyone run, but
1: well, if it's any consolation, you are the winner of the first did not start of the season, Joe. Congratulations. Uh, I
0: but I feel confident. Thank you. I feel confident I won't be the last. So and at least I signed up, right? That was, I got within three and a half weeks. I, I thought I was all cleared and that was, you know, the, uh, the running gods had other ideas.
1: So not to put you on the spot, but we yeah. have, we have hinted at it in the past, Given this bad news, are you willing to give us a little good news and look towards that second marathon target of the year? So you're you're
0: basically asking me what my second DNS is going to be? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fall sure. marathon, well, summer marathon, what are you looking at?
0: Sure. So for fall, yeah, I'm looking at the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon, which is good timing. It's right there um, in October. So it gives me plenty of time to uh, properly rest up and get back in shape. But I did have a little, I guess at this point, I'm still a little bit optimistic that uh, potentially I can get over this quickly and maybe even get some kind of half or shorter race during the spring. But TBD, we'll see. Yeah. So I I have Milwaukee to look forward
1: to. Hey, at least you know having that goal out there is a start.
0: Yeah, and we'll see what Vegas lays the odds for my my DNS. Actually, I haven't registered yet, right? So
1: you don't get the DNS if you haven't re- registered. We've had this discussion time and time again. That's you got to save that for the DNR.
0: That that could be the DNR exactly. So, but uh, I think I think Milwaukee does fill up usually around April. So uh, nothing better than signing up for a race when you are not able to physically run. That's always a, a great feeling. All right, well enough about my uh, sob story and my, my adventures in uh, hip injuries. Uh, let's, let's get on to our guest. Before we do that though, uh, we encourage you if you can go over to iTunes and rate us, give us your feedback, appreciate that, that always helps. Let's get on to our guest. Our guest today just completed the 30th L.A. Marathon. If running 26 miles is not challenging enough, this year's L.A. participants had to battle record heat with temperatures reaching upper 80s by noon. Here to talk about L.A. and all his other running adventures is Wes Lashley. Wes, how are you doing today? Great. Great. So excited to jump into L.A., but before we get there, um, take us back and how you got into the sport. I see on your blog, appropriately titled, entitled, run with Wes. Uh, you didn't start running till 2010, so what got you interested in running?
2: Uh, a friend uh, was telling me he was running his second marathon, and um, <laughs> uh, I thought it would be fun. Um, I had no idea how much work went into training and all the other elements of, um, of training for a marathon. Um, so I started training, um, and during that time, um, I I found out it was very expensive um, <laughs> to run. Oh, I didn't realize all the all the different things you needed to run. Um, and I applied to a uh, Power Bar um, elite athlete program. I um, had no expectations. I thought they could help me with nutrition, and I got in. Um, and so I had all this great support from Power Bar, uh, and I was training uh, – couple days a week and probably the 10th week um i had it uh i was tired of training um i just couldn't take it anymore i couldn't take it in the early mornings anymore was i stopped um now the marathon approached um i downgraded to a half marathon i thought with a little training i did have i could run a half marathon It was only 13 miles so i ran my first marathon or my first half marathon it was uh the seattle um uh, it was, it's built as Seattle marathon but uh, they also have a half so i ran the half um doing great felt good uh leg wasn't feeling so good um about mile 5 mile 9 i was walking <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
2: i had an it band's uh issue that started and so i walked i walked to the end um all uh what five fiveish miles i think um and I did not enjoy myself. Uh, I was hurting. I finished in three and a half hours, um, and I told myself I would never do uh, an event ever again. And here I am today, <laughs> running the LA Marathon.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's pretty par for the course with a lot of runners. So how long from that, that half marathon finish line till you started getting back in the game and running again?
2: It was probably a year.
0: Wow, okay. So you, you took off a good amount of time yeah so what ultimately brought you back then? so you knew you knew what it was like not to be a runner, then you knew what it was like to be a runner. Mm-hmm. you left it so so what got you back on the roads?
2: I wasn't proud of that three thirty finish time. um I wanted to do better and I knew I knew I could do better uh and so uh, I signed up for another one, and um I did w- way better than I did the first time. Um, and then I got hooked and then I was signing up for a race left and right.
0: Nice. What was that second race you did?
2: Um, that second race was, was it? it was Portland a rock and roll half. It was the first year that did it.
0: Okay, nice. So what's uh what's portland is Portland fairly flat? What's that course like?
2: Um it was it was fairly flat. There was a couple of little hills here and there, but it wasn't wasn't that bad.
0: Okay but when it, when you saw the time come down, was that kind of the uh the, the trigger for you then that kind of kicked in and the love for the sport grew
2: oh it, it, yes it definitely was awesome, just knowing that I could be that be make myself better and be that much faster um not that I was trying to for any time goal I was just running um you know to enjoy myself for the for the first time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, there's definitely a, a big difference, right, when you're sort of surviving a race versus mm-hmm. finishing that race strong and passing people, quite a different feeling.
2: When I ran the Seattle half, um, there was people with walkers passing me, people with canes passing me. Um, I, I felt very defeated.
1: Yeah, yeah, that I have had a couple of similar situations as well where I've had people who I don't think should be passing me passing me. And it happens.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So have you seen a considerable amount of improvement since then? You mentioned you didn't really have time goals. Have you developed any?
2: Um half, um, I I could run a half in in, in two hours and feel fine. Um it's to me now a half is just a training run. Um and and I think now is the time where I I wanna work on it more and, and get down in 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 time in minutes. Um, and really push myself um, because I got so comfortable in just running it. Um, 30 miles is, is is almost nothing now. I can just run it and, and feel fine. Uh, but I really need to to dig deeper and um, start pulling off minutes off that time.
0: So yeah, on that, Wes, tell us a little bit then about your training. What are you? Uh, what are you currently? I know you just completed the marathon, but in general, what Mm -hmm. are you, what kind of training are you doing? What kind of, how many days per week? What kind of miles, that sort of
2: thing. Uh, I usually do about uh, four days per week. Um, It's usually uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, and Sunday, 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 my my long run. Sometimes I'll switch Sunday to uh, Saturday Um, miles uh, 20 to 35. um, Nothing too high. And if one day I don't, my legs don't feel that great. I will take that. I will take that day as a rest day, um, and I won't add that mile. Add those miles onto my week. Um, but I, I have a system. I, you know, I wake up early before work, uh, run, jump in the shower, head to work, come home, think about my run next day, think about what I need to prepare for that run, and it's just, it's a, just a cycle.
0: That's awesome. So you're doing the, those miles in the morning by yourself, then?
2: Yes, all by myself in the rain, in the wind, in the dark. <laughs>
0: What about uh, so weekend? Are you able to run with it with others or a group?
2: It, it's all by myself. Oh, wow. Oh.
0: Sunday, too. So, w- how do you keep the mile or how do you keep the time passing for your long runs?
2: Um, usually, the first couple of miles are, are usually pretty tough. Um, just trying to get, get into a rhythm. Um, and then they honestly, it's just a blur, and then I'm done.
1: Do you listen to music or anything while you run, or do you just uh, take every, in everything around you?
2: usually um during the first couple of weeks of training i'll listen to music um and then i will uh slowly try to phase out of my training and then i'll just run with with the sounds around me
0: it's nice yeah you, you see the i mean at least out here and most of the people we see yeah if they're running solo they've they've got some earbuds in there so it's cool mm-hmm. to hear that you're just taking it in and and uh enjoying it so besides running anything else that you do during the week or uh throughout the month it, cross training or just other activities you enjoy
2: um no i just run um and my running is i have a hour and a half commute by bus to work wow so i'll wake up at four thirty in the morning i'll run for an hour and then i'll get on bus at six get to work by seven thirty, and then you know another hour and a half come home in the evening and uh that's my week
0: that's a, that's some serious commuting. I I don't feel as bad yeah. about my thirty minute drive anymore. Oh gosh, <laughs> I got nothing to complain about. So let's uh, let's jump over to uh, this year's LA. Uh, okay. I guess before we we talk about it, I think one of the things most of our listeners probably don't realize is the L A. Marathon is it's one of the largest marathons in the U S., averaging around twenty thousand finishers, and it might be even or about, uh, even with Boston, but, um, at the time 2013, where the statistics were available, it was actually the sixth largest race in the U S which, um, I have to tell you before I, I, ran it the first time I had heard of LA, but had no concept of exactly how big and how popular the race is on the West coast. So, um, so I'm excited to, to get your perspective on it. So Wes, for, for those of us, you know, who haven't, might not have run LA. Can you just describe the course kind of what makes it unique and uh, what you like about it?
2: Sure. Um, What I like about the course is you start at Dodger Stadium and you run through all the great parts of, of LA, the parts you hear about, Beverly Hills, Hollywood, um, and you run down to the beach. Uh, There's, there's no better way to end a marathon than at a beach. Uh, It's, it's fairly flat, a uh, couple downhills, a little uphill, but nothing nothing too bad. Um,
0: you mentioned there are a couple hills, and um, mm-hmm. one of the hills is kind of placed in a inconvenient spot, right? Towards the end, is that mile 20-ish? Mm-hmm. So I think that's uh, – when you look at the course profile, it's easy. Much like Boston, people might look at it and go, oh, it's net downhill. That must be an easy race, but I, th- I think L.A. shares um, – actually those two things with Boston is there's a big downhill coming out of the stadium at the beginning, right? Which,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is, I don't know. What's your opinion? It's, I mean, that's pretty steep coming out of the stadium, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's not too bad. Um, some people go out too fast cause they see that downhill. Um, and then you see them further down, further down the course, uh, going a little bit slower. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a nice little uh, decline.
0: Yeah. And, th- and then you get a a nice big hill, mile nineteen twenty there, which is which is not easy. So, and this actually wasn't your first year running LA, correct? It was not. Okay, so what what brought you back?
2: Um, so, LA was my first marathon uh, a couple years ago. Um, again, IT band issue came back again. Um, I-, I knew I had the issue and I ran it, and I probably shouldn't have. Um, mile 10 uh, I couldn't I was walking um, I had dropped out because I knew I couldn't finish uh, in the second year I ran um, I was doing great um, and then halfway through the heat got to me I was, I think it was at 85 degrees and um, I finished but not in a great time so this year the third year I wanted to beat uh, last year's time uh, which I did and I had a great race despite uh, all the heat
1: so backing up, what made you run it the first sure. time through?
2: Uh, I had friends in L.A. Um, they were running it, and so I thought it would be a great uh, place to run since uh, friends were already running it, and they could have run it before, um, and it was a good challenge.
0: Was uh, was your training leading into this year's uh, L.A.? Was that going pretty well for you then? Any ITB it, it issues? Wo-
2: yeah, my training was going great, except it was uh, a lot shorter than I wanted. Um, it was only seven weeks, um, but I had a great race and I had a great time. Um, so I'm not sure uh, with the short amount of training um, why it was better. Um, because sometimes uh, in the past I've had terrible races. The training wasn't you know perfect all the way down uh, up until race day. And this year it it wasn't perfect at all. But I still had a great run.
0: Yeah. So talk to us about that. How did you structure for for a seven week kind of training cycle, if you will. How did you structure your long runs?
2: Um, my long runs were on uh, Saturday during this uh, cycle of training. Um, and I actually ran less during a week um, okay. because um, my uh, job was pretty busy. Um, so I fit, fit runs in during a week when I could. And it was only three times a week instead of my usual four. Mm. Um, so for seven weeks, I had three runs, three runs a week. Um, and the highest I went was 18 miles. So I did a 10 a 13, a 10, uh, what was it? A, a 15, a 10 and 18. I think that's, I think that equals up. Um, and so my, my, my highest was 18.
0: Okay. And how did you feel on the, on the 18?
2: I felt great. And I was, I know I was running too fast. Um, but I still felt great after that run.
0: Okay. That's a good
1: problem to have.
0: <laughs> Very good problem to have. So what was your, what was the time goal coming into the race then?
2: It was it was four thirty.
0: Four thirty, okay. And then when you saw when you're sitting there looking at the uh, week out or a couple days out of LA, and you see that the temps are supposed to be hitting mid to upper eighties, lower nineties for the race, what was going through your mind at that
2: point? Um, <laughs> I already made my time really conservative because um, I, I really wanted to run faster than than four thirty. But with everything's training, I thought four thirty was a, a good time to hit. And so, luckily, I already, I already thought about slowing down. Um, luckily, <laughs> um, so I still knew knew it would be really warm, and that four thirty goal might not be in reach. Um, and I was, I thought, well, maybe since I'm still running a, a bit slower pace, I might be okay. Um, you know, and I just wore more sunscreen and a, and a bandana around my neck, and, and listened to. Everyone's advice about cooling down and ice and obviously drinking water at every uh, aid station, um, and I, I followed all those uh, all that advice from everyone, and it really helped. Can
0: can can you confirm? I I understand that they actually took the clocks off the race course. Is that they true? They did. So they yeah. so the race organizers weren't. We're, we're not promoting anybody really racing at that point. And then the other thing they did is they moved the start time up a half hour, correct? Yes. So that's, I mean, yeah. that's pretty unprecedented. I've never heard of major race shifting time like that. So it just tells you how tough those conditions were.
2: So yeah, when, and they did it within a few days too, which is, you know, that's a short amount of time to just push that time back.
1: So, as you were trying to pull back on your your goal pace, did you have any mm-hmm. trouble with it? I've myself have gone through a couple of um, I'll, I'll call them burner races where you're, you're talking upper eighties, and I tell myself I'm going to slow down, and it you kind of get caught up in that mentality of well, well maybe it'll be okay, and you're, you see everyone around you doing a little bit faster and trying to stay with them. So, did you run into any issues with that?
2: Um, what I did differently. To, to help myself stay at at a, a pace I'd be comfortable, was I ran with the Cliff Bar Pace Team. Uh, I ran with the 4:30 Pacers, um, and they really my, my pace was so consistent during the whole race just because of the Pacers. They were great. Uh, they would tell you to to drink water. They'd tell you to slow down. They would they would tell you a hill's coming. They were they were on point the whole entire race.
0: It's so a it's a a great strategy. I think. I mean. If you've got a group of people you can hang with, you know they're going th- the time you want to go with. That's just really smart. So, so take us through the race then, kind of, uh, you know, lining up a Dodger Stadium. I guess that would have been sun's not quite up. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of walk us through, if you will, you know, when the gun goes off all the way through to uh, when you get you get to the ocean.
2: Sure. This, it was, this race is more of a blur than previous races. Um, just because I was focusing on the Pacers and not really too much around me. Uh, so we started at Dodger Stadium. I think we were maybe a couple minutes behind. Um, I was in a uh, crowd D, we had crowds A through E. Um, so I started probably two minutes after the gun went off. Uh, ran down um, through the parking lot of Dodger Stadium. Uh, felt great, easy pace. Um, it, it was a little bit warmer than I was used to. I think it was maybe 70 degrees <laughs> that early in the morning um, which I trained in, in 30 to 60 degree weather. Um, and so we run through Dodger Stadium, um, and at this point we had two pacers, one ran off, uh, they had the, they pass at right to CVS, which was interesting, I, I, I don't know what the deal with that was, um, and so the runners were taking turns holding the pace sign, which was great because it took your mind off of, of, uh, kind of the warm weather and the running in general, um, and... The Pacers did a great job of, of talking to the runners during this time. You know, slow down. You know, you know, save it. It's still early on in the race. Um, so running through Hollywood, um, the, the first part was seriously a blur. Um, I remember my my previous races, but this time it was just it was so much a blur because I was focusing just on the pacer. Um, go through Hollywood, uh, down some hills. <laughs> Um, and there's one point near, I think it's the 101, you come right on, you turn left onto uh, the street right side, the 101, every year there is a, uh, table there, uh, with a group of people giving away chili cheese hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're always there. For the last couple of years, they're always there. And, um, some people take the chili cheese hot dog, you'll see them on the ground when you're running away from it. <laughs> um. And I always keep that in my mind, because when I see them, I'm like, okay, I'm past a certain point. Uh, I made it this far. Um, and so, anyhow, back to Hollywood, going to Hollywood. And this is where, um, three years ago, I had my my uh, DNF. Um, and that part always holds, like, a, a, a special point in the race for me, because I know I, I passed it for the second time again. Through Hollywood, uh, through Beverly Hills. It was great about Beverly Hills. um was that uh, the Pacer was, uh, she was really into these stores. <laughs> and she was, off all the know, all different stores, everything. In previous years, I don't remember going through uh, Beverly Hills. It was just a bunch of buildings to me. I didn't look, I didn't care. But it was great because she was, like, telling all the different stores around you. Around, uh, you. Uh, and that was pretty fun. Uh, it was almost like a uh, a, a running tour through uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills. Go to Beverly Hills, and at this point... I'm thinking that the VA should be up, coming up soon because I remember it being a lot closer than it was. Um, but it wasn't. Um, it was still a few miles away. Um, the VA, it's always an interesting place. It was um, for spectators, but it's not as, not as cheerful as other places on the course. Um, and going through the VA, and again, there's a uh, – I always know where I am because there's a bunch of supporters giving away beer. It's always there, free beer. Um <laughs> run by them and near mile twenty is when the pacer says, This is where the um where the hill is, this is where the second part of the race starts. Um which I thought was kinda of, was great because it it, it really is second part because you're almost there. Um it's right an hour away and um from that point on um the pacers made each uh, focus on each mile after that. So mile 20 to 21, 21 to 22, and it was just that way. It made you just focus just on the short distances. And, um, and finally, you know, there's the ocean, turn around the corner, and you could see the finish line. It was great. And um, everyone on the side cheering you on. Uh, and then before you know it, you cross the finish line, you're done. I, it, it's, it happened so fast, yet I was out there for four and a half hours but it didn't feel like four and a half hours when I was done. Um, and I felt great. It was it was one of the best races I've ever had.
0: That's awesome. So throughout that whole recap, I mean, I don't think we heard the word heat, hot, sun, none of that. So do you recall it being warm?
2: It, it, it was warm, but it didn't feel as warm as they said it was. It, it just didn't feel that way to me. I um, At every... At every uh, Water station um, electrolyte. Um, I had a uh, one cup of water and splashed myself with water. I had a bandana on my neck that was kept wet. Um, It it just didn't feel it out to me. Um, I know I saw one guy on the actually laid out kind of on the curb onto the street. He had an IV in him. I I think he might have fell over from dehydration, um, but there was you know uh, medics helping him out. Um, other than that, I didn't really see anything too bad on the course, um, but I just, I listened to the, to the advice and took in water at every station, kept myself cool, and I felt great.
1: So I have to ask, did you have a chili yes. cheese dog and or a beer?
2: I did not. Um, last year, uh, when I had a table race, I did have a beer. But this year, um, the patient said, stay away from the beer. (laughs) Um, Something else I thought was interesting on the course was Red Bull's a sponsor. Um, So there's people getting up Red Bull on the course. I didn't touch Red Bull. I'm not sure it would be very helpful. Um, But there was that on the course, too.
1: Interesting. Well, it sounds
0: like you ran a really smart race and were rewarded for it on a day where I mean, a lot could have gone wrong.
2: I had a lot of friends who had. I I thought they were going to have better races than me, and they, a majority of them, had really terrible races. And I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought I was going to have a terrible race, and they were going to, you know, be sitting there waiting for me. But it was the opposite. So, almost on my side.
0: No, that's awesome to hear. So let me ask kind of a philosophical question then. Sure. Um, now that you've done a couple of marathons, what do you think mm-hmm. the harder aspect is? It the physical or the mental?
2: I think it's the mental, uh, because during this race, my my right calf was a little bit it was a little bit tight, um, but I kept thinking of finishing. I didn't think of of my tight calf. I kind of just kept the the end in, in, in my mind, and I was it was so near even if i was only halfway there it's i'm still closer than i was at the finish you know i'm i'm each mile is just that closer and i just kept that in my mind and uh it just you almost forget that you you have any tightness or anything hurting you or bothering you uh it's i it's definitely a mental game
0: agree yeah i mean it's the 26 miles is a long way but the, uh, the approach and the attitude are, are such uh, big factors. Mm-hmm. So it's been barely a week, right, since uh, since LA? Mm-hmm. How's the calf, yep. how's the rest of the body feeling? I feel great. That's awesome. So when will you, have you run yet, or when will you run next, when will you pick up uh, the training again?
2: Yeah, I'm going to run tomorrow, since I have some sunshine to run in. Um, <laughs> tomorrow morning, I'll, I'll start again, and uh, I, my next Uh, races in June, but I do have a uh, Mount Rainier Summit in May. Um, So I need to train for that.
0: Walk us through that. That sounds ominous. A Mount Rainier Summit. That sounds like (laughs) a lot of climbing.
2: So a couple years ago, I was reading about Mount Rainier, which is uh, uh, the highest mountain in in the state of Washington. It is fourteen fourteen thousand. Of 400 feet, I believe, Um, and I was reading about it, and I saw that you can you can get a guide to take you to the top, and I thought, wow, that sounds like fun, (laughs) and um, I always kept it back in my mind. I was like, I need to do that. I need to do that, and then finally last year, um, I was at their site enough, and I thought, I should just do this, and so I signed up for it, and um, in May I will be uh, something to the top over a couple days um first day you go up to 10,000 feet and then the second day you do some training on the mountain and then um that night between 12 and 2 in the morning you summit to the top of the mountain and then you go back all the way down
0: wow that sounds pretty grueling any are you, you're going to do some special training for that i would assume or are you going to just yes. kinda jump in there
2: i need to carry a 40 pound pack so i'll be doing a couple um with a, uh, a weighted pack
1: 40
0: pound pack that that
2: that sounds tiring <laughs> that
0: that's
1: about what joe weighs
0: <laughs> not quite but yeah I, I don't i don't see me being able to move that 40 pound pack very very far well that's cool we'll have to uh can't wait to see how the summit goes that sounds that sounds really neat so running wise what else do you have uh on tap i know you have your uh, your list out on your website, but walk us yes. through what you're looking forward to in 2015.
2: Sure. Um, in June, um, I haven't signed up for it yet, but I'm real running at rock and roll half, um, marathon. It's, it's a mile from me. It's, it's always great to run in the summer in Seattle and I don't have to fly anywhere for it. Um, and then in July I'll be running the second half of the San Francisco marathon. Um, and I look forward to that one. Um, every year it's a great weather San Francisco in the summer. Can't beat it. And in August, I'll be running Hood to Ghost for a third year. Um, And that is always miserable fun um, being in a van with people for 27, 28 hours. (laughs) And hopefully um, I can run Chicago uh, in October um, if I get in. And in December I have the North uh, Face Endurance Challenge uh, near San Francisco and that is a 50k Um, and I haven't thought about the training for that one yet
0: Have you done an ultra before?
2: I have not So this would be be my first
0: All right, Maybe do like a 19 mile long run for that thing
2: Yeah (laughs) uh, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm looking forward to that
0: well, that that'll be a a true test of the uh, the the mental the mental approach. Oh yeah. So you you've done uh, you've actually done Hood to Coast before, correct? Yes, yes. So tell us. I I've, I've not done any of these relays, and I saw you also did uh, the Ragnar SoCal. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit more about these experiences. What it's like to? Uh, I, I like your phrase there. I'm gonna have to borrow that. Miserable fun. <laughs> but t- tell us about kind of the highs and lows and, and uh what it's like to do these relays.
2: Sure. Um I the first time I ran Hood the Coast, I saw a documentary and uh, it looked like fun. I, I don't know. Um uh it being in a van with people and running in the middle of the night, um, with other creatures, um, sounded like fun. Um and then I got to do Hood the Coast and um it was it was a, a little scary, especially at night running alone by yourself. You might be the only one running on this this trail or road, um, and I saw things in the bushes. I saw eyes looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was interesting. I and a lot of people are are running it for you know for speed, go as fast as they can, just you know to get to the point A to point B. And I, I kind of took a different approach. To it. anytime I saw someone, I struck up a conversation with them. I I asked them where they're from, um, are they having a good run, um, and just you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, you're not going to win. Um, you know, you're not going to be the first team there, you know, enjoy the experience. Um, and every time I run a relay, I talk to whoever I'm running next to. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun. I meet people from all over the country, some, you know, even all over the world that run these relays. Um, and it's, I, I just have a lot of fun doing it.
0: It sounds like a blast. So, f- for people who might be thinking about doing a relay, any advice for how you pick your team since you're going to be spending a good amount of time in cramped spaces with them?
2: Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Well, first team I ran up for the coast were from Michigan, and I didn't meet them until I met them at the airport. <laughs> um, uh, but it, I don't know if I would recommend running with friends because you might make some enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I like. That. I think it's better to run with run with people you don't know, um, then you get to you know uh, <laughs> make friends, and you don't know any of their quirks beforehand or um, any of their bad habits. Um, it's probably better that way.
0: I like that. So, anything else? Uh, thanks for walking through your 2015. Anything looking beyond 2015? Anything that's on your bucket list in terms of marathons, ultras, other adventures you um, want to do?
2: Well, I already signed up for um, LA Marathon had a two-day window for next year, and I signed up for that. Um, and next year, LA will be a month earlier because they're having the Olympic trials in LA. Um, I'm really looking forward to that weekend. Um, it'll be a lot cooler. It'll be a month earlier, um, and that'll be great. And hopefully um, it'll be, I think, year number five, I'll be applying to the New York Marathon. And hopefully the fifth time's the charm to get in via the lottery. Um, but other than that, I don't really have much for 2016.
0: Well, good luck with uh, with New York. I had the uh, opportunity to, to do it back in, actually it was 2007 when the Olympic trials were there. So I actually was able to watch the Olympic trials the day before and then run New York. And um, New York is just, I mean, it's an awesome race. Having done A couple of the big ones, I can say uh, New York is almost in a class by itself. I mean all these Mm – the Bostons, the Chicagos, the L.A.s, I mean they're all terrifically run and great, uh, great support. But I mean New York is just such a big stage and I think the thing that makes New York really different than the others is half of the field is international. So it's just a different feel to it and then the New Yorkers really do come out um throughout the entire course. C- certainly in Central Park and up First Avenue, but it's it's a really awesome race. So wish you luck. Hopefully you can uh, you'll get there one of these years. I hope so. Awesome. So you you touched on this a little bit earlier, but can you talk um can you talk a little bit about the sponsorships and opportunities that you've had and maybe kind of currently Uh, the organizations or the companies that you're supporting?
2: Sure. Um, For the fourth year in a row, I've been an ambassador for the San Francisco Marathon. Um, And that's a great race. Uh, I knew nothing about San Francisco Marathon before I was an ambassador, and now I feel like I know almost everything, (laughs) Um, having run it for uh, a couple of years. Um, And that is something I saw online. I, I applied for it and I was accepted and, uh, you know, they provided some gear and, um, a race entry and you promote the race on social media and you, you volunteer during weekend at the expo, um, made a lot of friends, um, through that ambassador group, um, that I'm still friends with. Um, I run relays with some of those, um, friends and it's, it's been great. Um, uh, I'm proud to be an ambassador for the fourth year. Um, other, um, ambassadors I have is Zensha. It's a uh, compression sleeve company. Um, I've been using them for uh, I think ever since I started running. Um, Great compression sleeves. Um, I use them all the time. Uh, uh, Health recovery cover. What else? Uh, North Face Locals. This is an interesting um, brand ambassador uh, brand ambassadorship and it's through North Face, and they provide you with, uh, gear, North Face gear, uh, jackets, uh, they recently sent me some, some trail shoes, um, and you use them, uh, you talk about them on social media, on your blog, um, it's a great, it's a great organization. They actually provide me with, uh, with, uh, majority of my gear for Mount Rainier, which I'm very thankful for. Um, and they reached out to me on social media and said, hey, please sign up for our, uh, ambassador program that we have um and they've been really great what else um i feel like i'm missing one uh hammer nutrition hammer nutrition it's a uh they have gels and other um nutrition products um i started using them a year ago and i really like their products um over the years i've used many many different products but like everyone else has and um Hair products I, I really lo- enjoyed using. Um, so I signed up for their um, sponsorship slash ambassador program and I got in and they've, they've been really great helping with nutrition and um, that has really upped my um, nutrition for my races because before I'd, I was really kind of sloppy about what I use and use different brands and different products and was really inconsistent about um, nutrition for my race um, but they've been awesome. Um and my advice for anyone who wants to get, a, get an ambassadorship or a sponsorship is reach out to a brand that you know and that you use. Um, email them. Ask for their marketing department. Um, reach out to them on social media, um, and they'll put you in contact with someone who can talk to you about, their, about a program they might have. Or maybe they don't have one. Maybe you help them start one. Um, it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, you know, if you don't ask, then you'll never know.
1: So for some of these companies, do it sounds like there's already a process in place. Is there an application process you go through? And if so, what does the application
2: entail? Some of them do have an application process. Uh, some have uh, applications that open usually in uh, September, October, um, and they're open till the end of the year, and they pick uh, ambassadors at, at the end of the year or beginning of the year for the, the next uh, calendar year. Um, Usually, usually, like a phone out online. Um, you know, they want like a little bio by yourself, and a picture, and some of the races you run, and what you're doing in the future. Um, usually, the, the, the applications are pretty, pretty basic and simple.
0: So, before we let you go, Wes, I wanted to ask you. I saw in your uh, your blog you had the opportunity to meet with uh, Paolo Ono. Can, you, uh, can yes. you share what that experience was like?
2: Sure. This was this is interesting. So, um, chocolate milk had a had a campaign, and they were. Uh, one of the sponsors for the Rock and Roll Seattle uh, one and a Half marathon. And they reached out to me about a week prior to the race, and they said, hey, can you help us promote the race? I said, sure, you know, no problem. I'll, you know, I'll talk about social media, blog about it. And, you know, I was already on board and everything. And then they go, oh, uh, can you interview Apollo Ono? Oh, I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> so uh, I went to the expo, you know, met him, hung out with him, talked about his um, triathlon who's training for, met his father. Um, really nice guy, down to earth. Um, hung out with him after the race. Um, I actually got uh, VIP access after the race, which was really cool. Um did provide that. Um, it was a really cool experience. It, he just seemed like a normal guy, just down to earth. I think he ran the Seattle half in I want to say 140, 142. Um, maybe even quicker than that, but that was a really great experience. I wasn't expecting to interview him or that be part of, uh, of the plan, but it was great.
0: That's fun stuff. So Wes, if people want to keep up with you and, uh, your adventures, see, see who else you're hanging out with, where should they go?
2: Uh, they can reach me on Twitter at run with Wes or my blog, uh, run with And I'm also on Facebook at run with Wes.
0: Awesome. And I can, I can tell you, Wes is a prolific, uh, tweeter, he is on Twitter all the time and got tons to say. So, Well, Wes, we appreciate you taking time out and uh, talking with us and uh, talking about LA and all the other cool stuff you've been doing.
2: Well, thank you very much.
0: Awesome. Well, that does it for now. Until next time, keep running. Want more info on the podcast? Head over to milesonincluded.com. Are you on Twitter? We are too. Find us at MNI Podcast. Any questions, comments, or even like to be a guest on the show, hit us up at podcast at milesnotincluded.com.